Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very interesting show here today. Let's broaden our minds. I want a cheeseburger. I want a milkshake. I want table chips. And entertainment. You like it? There is an academic type of word I can apply. Verisimilitude. Holy moly. This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment, News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Got a great show for you today, starting off with part of my interview with Scott Richardson of the Legacy Theater. Then after that, my interview with Adam Reich, president of Theater in the Park this year. A little later, my interview with Justin Carter from News Channel 20. And then after that, my latest edition of Bottom of the Bargain Bin Movie Reviews with A Car's Life 3, The Royal Heist, a kid's movie that not even your kids are going to want to watch. It's all coming up. But first, here is Scott Richardson from the Legacy Theater. So give me, um, if you can, a history of you, a history of your involvement, your, I shouldn't say involvement, probably more, your history of how you, you're beginning your love of theater and then uh, what brought you to your big project you're doing at the Legacy, with the Legacy oh Theater, rather. Well, um, I always say I came to theater in sort of a, a, a strange way. I came to theater through puppetry. Mm. Um, I started making puppets in third grade and doing shows in my basement for the neighborhood kids. So that, that was nice. my exposure to, uh, to theater. Um, and then, you know, by the time I got to high school and college, I actually had my own puppet troupe. And we performed around central Illinois at schools and libraries and community centers. Uh, typically during the holiday season and then also over the summer. Um, so I did that my whole high school and college life, basically. Um, and then upon graduation from college, um, you know, I really, you know, didn't do much with the puppets. But shortly after graduation, um, Theater Center here in town was going to be doing the musical Little Shop of Horrors. All right. And uh, which I believe they were the first community group to do that show in the whole country oh nice and so they needed a puppet guy and somebody knew somebody that knew me and by that time i had started doing work with the muni um i'd started doing their publicity <laughs> and working backstage and, and doing some scenery stuff with them and somebody knew that i was a puppet guy and so i got a call um to help with little shop and and i signed on to create the man-eating plant puppets for that show nice and so that was right after college, and so I've been involved in, in the local theater scene ever since, really. Oh, what a great show to do puppetry on. That's a... I know, right? Yeah. I was just stupid enough to say yes. <laughs> you know, so then I'm like, all right, now, you know, the, the biggest puppet in Little Shop is the size of a small car. Oh, yeah. And so I was, you know, making them in my basement, and oh, my gosh, it was, it was bananas. <laughs> but it was also a lot of fun. Absolutely. So the more you did uh, theater here in uh, Springfield, recently, I mean, somewhat recently, 10 years or something. So when did you get involved with starting up doing the Legacy Theater? Um, the, let's see. The Theater Center um, left the building to move to the Center for the Arts in, I believe, 2004. So the building was empty. Um, about seven years until uh, we bought it in 2011. So about seven years, somewhere in there. Um, so we bought it in 2011, and then you know began you know crazy renovation on the building, 
and we we actually we literally we got the building on April 11th and we opened on July 15th. <laughs> so it was literally like three months of utter whirlwind. <laughs> Not only renovating a building, but building a show, scenery, costumes, choreography, direction, you know, lighting. Oh yeah. <laughs> It was crazy. You know, and Kevin, you've done shows, so you oh, know yeah. how, what it takes to just put a show on. Oh, yeah. Imagine renovating a whole building. Yeah, it's And a... <laughs> we had to figure out the infrastructure for doing a show. We have to figure out box office and box office procedures and refreshments and concessions and how do we do that at working. You know, like, every. Oh, yeah. Um, but the whole gang that, 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 you know, brought the legacy to life, we'd all been doing shows in town and, you know, for years and years. And we'd, we'd been, you know, behind the scenes and, and serving on boards of directors and stuff for other organizations in town. So we, you know, between all of us, we all had a pretty broad toolbox to pull from. Um, and and just enough, you know, naivete that we jumped into both feet and didn't look back. Yeah. Um, and so uh, before we get into what uh, you guys are currently doing right now at The Legacy, you guys were uh, about to put on The Music Man. Love that show. Um, and uh, with the whole situation, explain sort of what happened there. Because, I mean, it's happened with a lot of shows all around right. the world. But um, Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, theater, the performing arts, you know, concerts and, and venues and things like that, all of those are going to be literally the last to come back, at least, you know, in the state of Illinois. We are in phase five of the reopening plan. Um, and, and, you know, to be perfectly candid, we don't disagree with any of that. That's right. perfectly fine. Um that makes good sense to us. We we had we had actually purposely scheduled a rather light spring series anyway because we were going to do a little bit of behind the scenes um, housekeeping at the theater, um, so just some improvements and, and things that we, we didn't we wanted to tackle without having to worry about doing a show at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we were we were already a little bit light. We were just doing our mystery movie Monday series, and we had a uh, a James Taylor tribute sort of concert thing coming in in mid March. Um, we did get the Lanphier High School play under just in under the wire, mm-hmm. uh, but then we were going to be quiet until we started rehearsals for the Music Man, which were supposed to start on May 11. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we, you know, we, we watched all the numbers and, and I have a, a friend that, that works with the governor's office. And so we, we sort of, you know, did our due diligence, you know, that way. And then we also are fortunate to have some medical professionals on our team at the theater. So, you know, we were supposed to start on May 11th and we just thought this is not going to happen. And, you know, we, we thought, okay, can we push the date? You know, if we don't open on, June 26th, can we open on July 10th, and you know how late can we run before the college kids have to go back to school, which hopefully they'll get to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so we were just trying to juggle things, you know, and you know, and unlike a lot of theaters in the area that do shows for two weeks, our shows, our big summer show, runs for four weeks. Oh yeah, you guys are so it's like yeah. it's like 19 shows <laughs> that we do, and so you know, trying to shoehorn 19 shows is a whole lot harder than trying to shoehorn seven or eight, right. you know? Yeah. So it just got to the point where we thought we can't, we can't do this. You know, we could, we figured out a way to socially distance the audience. We could do that, but we mm-hmm. couldn't socially distance the cast. Yeah. 
and Music Man had a cast of like 36, I think we had. Oh yeah, and that's so, and that's a big orchestra too that would have to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 36 in the cast, and I think we had 12 in the orchestra. Yeah. So um, that's... And then we've got you know scenery people and costume people and makeup and hair and 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 sound and lights. You know, we, the whole behind the scenes you know cadre of folks. Oh yeah. So. Um, there was just no way that, that we could do this and really be sure that we were keeping everybody safe, which was, you know, obviously our first desire, you know. So, um, we just made the decision to, uh, postpone it for a whole year. So it will be our, our big summer show of 2020 will be our big summer show of 2021. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we broke the news to the cast, um, oh gosh, several weeks ago, but, we did a, a video chat with everybody and yeah. uh you know and everybody was disappointed no no one more so than our little kids because oh, i think yeah. our youngest cast member is six oh. and uh you know so and, and all the little kids of course were concerned that they were going to grow too much or their voice might change or you know, you know nature might take its <laughs> yeah. course in that year and we just had to assure them that you know what, this is a weird circumstance and none of that matters. You are our cast and mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens. If we have to let out the hem of your pants, <laughs> it will be fine, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, we're we're going to, you know, as, as things evolve with, with the pandemic situation, you know, we're hopeful that, you know, maybe we can get together and have a, have a picnic this summer with the whole cast and sort of, you know, get acquainted and, you know, ha- have a little bit of, of joyfulness around that. Adam Reich, president of Theater in the Park. So you are currently president of Theater in the Park. Uh, tell us a little bit of how you came into that position. Um, I actually started out at Theater in the Park uh, back in 2011. It was my first time in a show in the Springfield area. I was in Father of the Bride nice. out there. Uh, or it was actually 2012. And um, from there, I've just been really involved in Theater in the Park and um, heard they needed, they had some openings on the board, and so I wrote a letter and asked to be on, and just kind of been on. I'm going on my third year on the board. Nice. So, what happened with um, the season being pushed back? Because, I mean, of course, it happened with um, everything going on with coronavirus, but um, you know, that was a, that was a decision that was, I'm sure, not easy to make. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we. As soon as everything started to happen, when um, the CDC and the state started putting out their recommendations, um, our board immediately met. Uh, We did a um, conference call and kind of just talked through all the options that we had. Uh, We knew that, you know, with things that were going on, it was, you know, probably going to look like we were going to have to push the season back at the bare minimum. So we, we, you know, made plans for that. We actually canceled a fundraiser that we had planned and moved it further into the summer initially. And then eventually we decided we needed to cancel the show uh, that we had, our first show that we had going, which was going to be Big Fish. Uh, so we canceled that and announced that we were moving that to the next season. And um, as the month progressed, we, you know, as things were going on, we had a board meeting about every other week just to catch up on everything that the uh, state was putting out and all the new information that was coming in and eventually it just became more and more apparent that having a season wasn't looking very realistic and that it was better for us even if we somehow later in the season could do one or two shows it would be better if we 
just pushed everything to next season. Um, because we knew that even if we could open up, there would still be people that were afraid to go to, you know, a big venue like a theater. Uh, so that was what ended up really uh, making our decision was the safety of, you know, all of the actors, the safety of all of our patrons, everything like that. So, uh, so tell me the uh, the season which is now being uh, being put on in 2021. Uh, uh, tell me what shows are are going on there. What's what's the lineup? So 20, 2021, uh, we are actually going to open up with uh, Big Fish. That's going to be our first show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty i don't know if you've seen the movie um it's a yeah. um, pretty good movie um musical is wonderful the music's fantastic uh our next show um that we have coming up is going to be company by stephen sondheim yes. after that um we have bow promise which is actually a locally written play uh it's about uh the women's suffrage movement which we were really excited to put on this year because it was the 100th anniversary of the 19th amendment patch yeah. So, um, but it'll still do great next year, I'm sure. Um, our next show after that is going to be Babes in Arms. That's kind of an older show from the 30s, 40s. A lot of the music is the, um, classic Frank Sinatra rap pack kind of music. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's about a group of kids at a high school that are just trying to put on a, um, put on a school production and they don't like the pushback that the school is giving them, I guess. (laughs) Um, about it. And then our final show that we're going to close out is Inherit the Wind, which is a play about the Scopes Monkey Trial, Mm -hmm. which was the um, trial that allowed um, evolution to be taught in school. That was a movie, too, as well. Was it it a movie before it was a play? I I forget. uh... I believe it was... Um, I believe it was a play first. I'm not 100 percent positive on that. I think so. Um, but I, I, it's I, fantastic movie. Sure <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a great season. And, um, yeah, it's, bummed won't be able to get out there this this summer. Um, and so, so you've been involved with uh, theater in the park. Obviously, that's been taking up a lot of your um, a, a lot of your time in the past couple of months. But uh, just in general, with um, with all the limitations going on with COVID, how has uh, your life, um, and especially with theater and other activities, how has how has your life been impacted by that? You know, um, I actually have been working from home since uh, middle of March. I work at Horseman, so they sent all pretty much everyone mm. to the office home. Uh, my wife also works there; she's been working from home as well. But she actually just went back into the office. Um, uh, theater-wise, it's been, it's been rough not having theater this summer, yeah. you know? It's been, it's been real rough. Uh, you know, it's just different not having theater, not being able to go out to the park and just, you know, watch a rehearsal, be part of a rehearsal. Um, you know, seeing shows, you know, seeing, you know, our theaters all over the community being yeah. affected has been you know, really rough on me. Uh, but, you know, Theater in the Park, we're, we're being pretty optimistic. We're, we're, you know, hoping that this season, once the state parks start to open a little more, we can go out there and actually do some work that we've been wanting to do around the theater anyway. Um, I think having this season free this summer will help us be able to get a lot of that work done that we just haven't really been able to get done as effectively as we want to. I want to ask, um, because I've been, it's something I've been thinking about and something I've gone back and forth uh, a little bit with uh, some people on it's um any 
kind of touched on it a little bit, but what is the what do you think the future of theater will sort of look like? Um, it's I mean some some people you know there's some stuff going on you know online on social media, but I mean do you think I mean going for I mean once you know limitations are lifted and everyone can be in the theaters again, uh, do you think there will be certain changes that are going to be just in general that might be more permanent? Uh, personally, for me, I, I sure hope not. I, I, I know that, you know, having reduced audience attendance, you know, would hit theaters pretty hard, not being able to, you know, sell as many tickets before. But realistically speaking, I think, you know, we could possibly be looking at some changes, at least for the next year or so, you know, with how many people can, you know, be seated in the theater, social distancing wise, things like that. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that that doesn't hurt our community too much, um, but you know we know you know anyone that's involved in theater knows that you know lower audience attendance always hits you know the theaters pretty hard. But hopefully, you know going forward, eventually we can go back to having our full audience members and things like that. You know, but it's hard to tell what's going to happen in the you know what what's going to happen in the future once theaters start to be able to open up again and things like that. So, yeah, uh, again, personally, I, I hope it doesn't hurt us that much. I hope we can eventually get to a point where, you know, we can see it our full capacity once again. Yeah, and I, I, I believe that day will come. That will, we will, as theater community and as a whole, uh, everybody around the world doing theater, it's going to get back to that, but, you know, it is going to be rough until then. Uh, Adam, what's the next thing for you? What are you, what's the next, I mean, talked a little bit about your, going to be working around the park there, but what's, I mean, personally for you, theater, any other, uh, any, any other, you know, life-wise sort of thing, what's, what's next on the plate for you? Uh, next on the plate for me really is just, uh, keeping theater in the park going, uh, with the, with the rest of the board, um, uh, trying to think personally in my life I guess uh, going back to work at the office on the 29th of June so kind of excited about that it's been rough being stuck in the house uh, it would be nice to be able to get out and actually go to the office um, uh, for me I guess theater wise I was on staff for company I still am on staff for company I was stage managing so looking forward to that you know we now have more time for prepping for the show and you know brainstorming more ideas for the show so It'll be fun, but other than that, I don't really have anything new on my radar theater-wise. I'm just excited to sit and watch a show again sometime. Yeah. Me too. Justin Carter from News Channel 20. I mean, I know. It's, yeah, um, it's but yeah, that's all the proceeds are going. Um, they're going to to help COVID-19, right? Correct. Um, so half the proceeds will be going to the United Way mm-hmm. um, here in Central Illinois, and the um, other half will go to um, Springfield Theater Center. Good. And again, Good, yeah. our theater community relies a lot on ticket sales. Obviously, mm-hmm. people fundraise for our theater community, oh, yes. but ticket sales plays a big, big role. And to not have um, shows anymore, uh, whether they're canceled or postponed until next year, uh, it really, really impacts what we can do here in the arts community. So, any way I could help, um, I wanted to. Yeah, that's awesome, and you, and um, and you were a great choice to to pick for the host because, uh, as we said, and as most people probably know, you are uh, on the news on News Channel <laughs> Twenty as well, a fellow a fellow newsman here. So, uh, 
if, if I if I can't ask you if I can go a little bit um a, a little bit off topic from the uh, from the from the SDC bracket here, uh, talk a little bit about a little bit about doing uh doing news and what uh how you got a start in that or how you or how you came into wanting to do news. Yeah, so um, I guess my knack for journalism started when I was in um, high school. My later years in high school, I really was trying to figure out what I wanted. And I loved theater in high school. I loved being in shows. Uh, and so I kind of funneled into journalism. I love telling stories. And I feel like theater is another way of telling stories. Journalism is also telling stories. Uh, so I felt that journalism was uh, less of a hustle. I was I would be guaranteed a paycheck if I was going to go into journalism. Whereas if I was to go on Broadway, um, you know, the next ten months of my life will be up in the air because I'm not sure if I'm going to get cast in the show. So uh, really, uh, it, my love for theater spawned into my love for storytelling and eventually led me to journalism. So uh, yeah, I've been doing it now for almost ten years. I uh, started in Erie, Pennsylvania, a small town in um, northwest Pennsylvania. And then uh, I uh, went to Rochester, New York, which is about three miles from there, or 33 hours from there. And then um, I landed here in Springfield um, in April 2018. Um, I got promoted to be the anchor for the morning news here. So it's been a blast and awesome because I love theater and I'm able to go to rehearsals at night while I do the morning show in the morning. So it just, it's all worked out and I'm so blessed. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, I was, yeah, I was listening. That's very, that's very kind of similar to how I came into news and kind of theater as well. Cause I, I've been doing, I did theater in high school and did some shows here and there, um, at Muni or theater in the park or wherever. And, um, I and really, uh, the first, I, I think I wanted to go into cinema, but I went into, um, I went into radio and I took some classes on broadcasting or, news writing or that sort of thing and yeah it's uh it, it has, it's cool to, you know you're kind of you know performing when you're doing when you know you're reading something and it's great it's it's awesome this situation with with covid we, we were talking about um you know stc they're doing the they're doing the bracket here how how are you personally um how is this i mean obviously it's been affecting theater and all of us you know with shows being canceled and put off and whatever but um you personally working at the TV station or just doing whatever and how, how has this affected your daily life? Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I'm trying to maintain a level of normalcy because I will go crazy. Um, and my, my job even offered to have me, uh, you know, come in less um, to the office uh, or maybe even broadcast from home. And I said, no, let other people do it first. If you need me to do it, that's fine. But I said, let other people do it first um, because I just love having my normal uh, office work. And it's a little hard anchoring from home uh, because there's a, there's a lot more uh, that needs to be done communications-wise as far as, you know, my setup at home. And I have to, you know, all of a sudden have to communicate with uh you know, our newscast directors mm-hmm. in um, in the Springfield Cook Street location. So uh, for me, it really hasn't really changed my everyday life. I will say for my colleagues, my reporter colleagues especially, mm-hmm. uh, who are out in the field, uh, they no longer um, come into the station. Uh, they work all from home. All of their interviews are um, done remotely uh, through, obviously, um, you know, Zoom or 
Skype. So their lives have drastic, er, tra- uh, drastically changed. Uh, mine, on the other hand, has not really changed um, really as much besides the fact that I get more free time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not in mm-hmm. rehearsals as much anymore. Yeah. Uh, but as far as my everyday life, I mean, um, COVID-19, I'm still coming in um, to anchor the news and give, you know, Springfield and Central Illinois, Decatur, Champagne. Uh, I'm still giving the viewers the information they need. What, what else is different is uh, the way we cover news has changed and the fact that no longer are we covering a myriad of news stories. It's all COVID-19 yeah. um, all the time. And I feel like it's going to be like that for a little while longer until this is um, until this is eradicated. But I will say that that is certainly taking a toll, having to you know report on COVID-19 every yeah. single minute of the newscast. It's pretty tough, no, uh, it but is, it's yeah, necessary. It's, yeah. yeah, it's necessary. And we, we have a responsibility to um, deliver uh, you know news. Um, and that's just our journalistic responsibility, and that's what is the topic um, of the world right now. And we're in a national for a, a pandemic, international pandemic, um, and we have to get the word out there. And we have to update you guys every day. Yeah, it's yes, that's it's it's so important, and um, I'm kind of with you. Similarly, with I I'm here at the radio station, um, so my daily routine as well is not. You know, I mean, it's it's different as in yes, I have more free time. You know, I come here, I go home. Uh, if I'm out somewhere, I wear a mask. Um, if I'm going to get gas or something, but yeah, the next, the ne- so going on right now um, with the bracket is Mary Kate versus Tiffany Williams. W- what is, what is the next after them? What will be the next uh, pairing coming up there? Yeah, so today at five thirty, we have West Bridges and of course Jasmine French. Um, so that's coming up today at five thirty. I'm really excited about that. Um, and then on Wednesday, we have, um, tomorrow, we have Charlie and Nora Holzbacher and Jack and Sophia Flick. So they kick off our next generation round. Um, and it's really exciting. Um, you know, the kids are much uh, enthralled in the um, theater community yes. just as much as the adults are. There's so, awesome so many were... talented young people in this community. It's great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. The kids are amazing. So we have a kids category, and they're uh, kicking things off tomorrow. So we have a full lineup. And I would also like to note that th- this this will be this podcast will be happening on Thursday. Some some of these have already happened, but you will pro- you'll get the chance to go back and um, I'm sure go back to uh, vote, donate, uh, watch some of the performances. Right? Yes. I mean, this is uh, something that will be on Facebook probably forever. Awesome. So yes, everybody will have a chance to look back at the performances. You can vote and. Um, you can go to STC's website as well, and I'm sure they'll um, always have some type of capability for people to vote um, online as well. Um, so PayPal is one avenue, but there are so many other avenues that you can donate. Um, and again, I can't stress this enough. Our theater community really, really needs the fundraising support. Um, I'm a board member for the Hoagland, mm-hmm. and um, with that as well, um, you know the, the Hoagland too struggling. I mean, Into the Woods was a part of the Hoagland uh, the Hoagland lineup for mm-hmm. the summer or for the early spring. Um, yeah, about like April. Summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, even the Muni, uh, we're just all theater is just struggling right yeah. now. Yeah, we need really the community support. Yeah, it's it's so important. So yeah, make sure you keep watching that uh, theater center page for the updates and as well any other um, you know theater pages as well because yes, mm-hmm. as Justin said. Every community really needs that uh, that support right mm-hmm. now. Um, 
and we're so lucky. There are there are members of our community um, in our audience. Our audiences every oh, single yes. show. They come to every show. They're not even linked to. They don't even know anybody in the cast. But people here really make an effort to go and be in the audience and support. We see it at the Muni. We see it at the Hoagland. We see it uh, with STC. See? And um, it's just very, very special. Yeah, and out at uh, Theater in the Park in New Salem. It's a bit of a drive away from my house, but I mean, you know, you always try. I try to make it out there. Uh, every summer Mm -hmm. because you know there's you know there's all there's all sorts of theater going around and it's it's great so before before i uh, let you go here um what is of course we have the um the sdc bracket here but what what is uh what's on the table what's on the table for you next um after this or do you think there will be similar online streaming performances like uh we're seeing here or do you think any Oh, uh, I'm a part of the, the marketing committee for the Hopeland. We're drumming up a lot of ideas uh, about what we're going to be doing next, um, just as far as making sure that people still get their art fixes. And uh, we're, we're coming up with some really, really creative stuff. You know, we can't wait to share uh, what we have in store. But the reality is, Kevin, that people, um, you know, need to realize that things will be changing and they may ch- they may be changing permanently. Uh, as far as, you know, the stay-at-home orders, uh, whether it's wear, having to wear masks from now on at our at these performances, uh, whether it's, you know, some of the theater uh, the theater companies and, um, you know, some of the buildings having to limit the capacity with uh, the amount of people that can congregate together. So, um, you know, we're taking all of that into consideration, trying to come up with ideas. But uh, in the end, you know, it's the new reality and uh, it's something that we're working on, trying to come up with creative ideas to get people engaged um, through virtual, the virtual space. It's really, really um, cool to see all these ideas coming together. And, of course, this Broadway battle being one of them. Yes, it's going to be great. Make sure you guys keep in touch with that. Justin, how can people keep in touch with you? Do you have a... a, a um... A, a public like a facebook and a twitter for yourself i do i do um you can follow me um, i'm live every day i do a facebook live every single day on my, my facebook page it's um justin carter tv mm-hmm. and it's all one word justin carter tv and um the same with twitter uh it's justin carter tv as well so uh you can follow me both in both avenues and um, i'm always there so if you want to message me if you have a question or a comment or an idea uh feel free to reach out and uh, if you just want to talk do that too it's time for bottom of the bargain bin with kevin hart it is bottom of the bargain bin i'm kevin hart and here is a car's life three royal heist now sometimes you see movies and you're like all right this movie's for kids. Put the movie on, you do whatever. No, uh, this movie, <laughs> I think your kids would look at this movie and they'd say, you know, I'd rather watch literally anything else than this. All right. <laughs> so, Cars Life uh, is one of those series. It's a series. You would think it's like a, just one movie. No, it's a series. It's a series of movies that. I referred to in my last video, and some of you may know as Mockbusters. Asylum didn't do these movies, but they do movies of this caliber. As you can tell, not the best animation in the world. There's a lot of things that I'm good at. Um, I'm not very good at drawing or animating. I'm going to say that right up front. I, you know, like I'd be able to animate a, you know, a whole animated movie, but 
oh boy, yeah, this movie looks really bad. Especially compared to the Cars movies, the actual movies that they're kind of based off of. So, this movie has an alternate title? Cars Life McQueen Family 2. Uh... Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> the title's right there. There's just a couple main characters in this, and the rest of them are all interchangeable, and your typical cars, whatever, movie tropes. Okay, so your main character here is Sparky. Now, Sparky is your little kid version of Lightning McQueen from the Cars movies. Sparky wants to be a racer, but his dad says, Oh no, you have to be you have to be in the family business with me. And he's like, but dad The movie starts at this bank, I think. Starts at this bank and this guy who uh this car <laughs> guy. This car. He talks like Cleveland from Family Guy. I mean he's like Yes indeedy speedy the Piston Cafe, a specialty boutique for premium motor oils. And then the old, old man cheapskates over here, you can't steal my hubcaps. So, while all of this stuff at the bank is happening, this royal car named Struts comes over. He is a, at one point, a royal detective. You're not from around here, are you? No, no. I'm from Carlandia. Wow. So why are you in El Cote? But he comes to this little podunk car town and shakes things up by saying that the queen is coming down. The queen of Carlandia to watch this race. Everyone's wondering why. And I think that's kind of the audience reaction. You're like, is the car come to this little hick town to watch the, watch the little drag race, right? Uh, unbeknownst to the cars and to the audience. Struts here. Now, now get this. This is kind of a convoluted plan. He wants to bring the queen down to watch this race. And then while the queen is asleep, he steals all of her jewelry and blames it on one of the locals and gets one of the locals locked up and then he gets away. Only problem is uh, they're still looking for her pearls, I guess. So how is he going to get away with it? Well, you know... <sighs> Who cares, says Struts, because this movie is fun and it's for kids. Except uh, there's a lot of courtroom scenes. Like, a lot of them. And I mean, this guy Struts, you're, you're not supposed to know until the end that he's the one. But it, it is pretty obvious. <laughs> I mean, he, he brings at least, I think, five cars into court and says, this is the one who did it. And the judge is like, all right, okay, no, seriously, they, he didn't do it. You know, they're like, he didn't do it. You know, sometimes some of them go to jail. Even a little Sparky there has to go to jail. But but nobody, and Sparky gains respect because he eventually figures it out. But nobody, nobody in this town, none of them asks for one second, hey, hey, this guy who's trying to, like, put everyone behind bars, do you, you think he might be, like, a criminal? Oh, that's not him. He wouldn't do that. There was a combination to that bank earlier, and the banker, old, Cleveland car wasn't able to remember it that well, but the old man remembered it pretty well, and guess who was watching that? Struts. That's right, he remembered the combinations, and he was going to put all the jewels in it, and he tries to even frame Sparky's dad, and Sparky, Sparky gets hired by Struts to follow him around, essentially, and tire him out and give him drugs. <laughs> a thousand pardons, your majesty. Uh, Sparky's a little tired. This will perk him up. Huh? 
Oh, it gets him going. He's he's unable to watch the queen. Doesn't see Struts go in and take all of her stuff. In one of the courtroom scenes, we see this little gold ball. But Struts keeps saying it is not a golf ball. It is a royal something or whatever that was given to me. I, who cares, really, because he, somebody scratches it, gets paint on it. And they're like, hey, that paint came from there. You got yellow paint on it. I want to talk about what I think was intended to be some sort of framing device. It ended up being, oh my god, oh, it just ends up being this annoying bit. How's married life? Oh, it's fine. Hmm, you don't sound like a happy newlywed. No, no, Zipper's wonderful. It's just that sometimes it's hard living with someone. <laughs> True that, but it beats living alone. Zipper can be so annoying. Sometimes I feel like I'm about to blow a gasket. <sighs> Want some advice? Sure. When Zipper does something you don't like, stop. Take a deep breath, smile and ask, why? Why are you doing that? What if I don't like his explanation? Say, I understand what you're thinking. If you're still upset, count backwards from five. When she goes and talks to her hubby later that night... She has a little flashback, and oh, this is the advice I should be taking, and I should be putting to use with my hubby. Great. Remember I said framing device. These two characters and their little relationship troubles pop up all over the film. A little clip that comes up and says, remember, you got into communication. Oh, I really hope you like that. I, I hope you do. I hope you like that, because... It comes up, like, ten times in the movie! <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting so rationally mad about that. But it's like, it's okay. Every single scene, you know she's gonna be like, What's wrong? I'm gonna count back from five. But he, he comes up every time. Huh? Oh, yeah. I'll clean him up. When? I don't know. Smile and ask, why? Why are you doing that? It's like they're like, all right, to make this a feature film, we got to make sure it gets up to an hour and 20 minutes. So, all right, you just keep doing, we're just going to keep throwing this in. One of the times I think they forgot to put the footage in there, and so she's just kind of remembering it. None of that matters, because it's the same scene over and 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 over. Woohoo! Ah, something, isn't it? How does this movie end, you may ask? Well, the day has finally come for the race. Sparky is about to be locked up in jail for his crime of stealing the jewels, even though they have no proof and no evidence. But they are able to get our man Struts anyways. Or maybe you hired me so you could set me up when the jewels were stolen. <laughs> How could I have known? I need to make an arrest, you said. I need a conviction, you said. But you never said we need to catch the thief. Why? I don't follow. Queen Limousine didn't want to visit Okoche. Why did you insist on coming here? <laughs> For the charity drag race, of course. Charity? Or did you decide to come here because Okoche is a sleepy backwater? A trusting place where you could commit your heinous crime. My heinous crime? And this is where that gold paint comes in, you see. Uh, and also the combination. Both him remembering the combination from earlier and that gold paint comes into play. They'll go to this bank, they open up the safe, and there's all the jewels. Struts gets his comeuppance, and he has to go to jail. Co 
Purple's doing good. Sparky wins the race. And the Queen goes to the tailgate party. Everything is wonderful. The end. This movie's not good. And unlike Attila, I didn't have a lot of fun watching this one. I mean, this is like, this was boring. And it was hard to sit through. Um, This movie is short. It's about as short as Attila, maybe even shorter. And it felt long. I mean, it. I was like, man, God, I was like, how long is this movie? And, you know, it's, I felt like I was sitting there for like hours. I was like 40 minutes in. I'm like, how do they stretch this movie out so bad? It's Nothing happens in it. It's, I don't know. It, it, this, <laughs> this movie is bad. I, I, I gotta say, even for like your, if, if you want, if you want your kids to watch something, you show them like literally anything that like isn't this movie. But yeah, I wouldn't recommend this movie to anybody. What you see in this review is what you get. Don't bother with this one. Uh, there's other good bad movies out there, and A Car's Life Three ain't it. If you're still upset, count backwards from five. You missed a segment. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? You can find it at WMAY.com slash arts and entertainment. You can hear the full show, some of the clips, some of the things you might not even hear on the air. Interactive appetite. Searching for a website. A window to the world. Got to get online. Take a spin. Now you're in with the techno set. You're going surfing on the internet. Thank you once again for listening in. I'll see you next week here at 11 a.m. News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY.